I was privileged enough to spend five weeks sitting at the feet of a guy I keep referring to named Ray Vanderlyn. His, he's a high school teacher in Holland, Michigan, and his life's work is to teach people the Bible in the historical geographical context of where those stories took place. So he takes trips to Israel several times a year and he teaches people in the place where such and such is said to have happened right there. And we'll have this lesson. It was awesome to actually be sitting in the garden of Gethsemane, to be sitting in Gethsemane with those massive olive trees and have him teach the lesson of Jesus falling to his knees and his sweat like grape great drops of blood coming out of him because he was in such consternation before his crucifixion, before his betrayal. And you're in Gethsemane. Oh, that was just mind-blowing, okay? Well, one of the things that RVL said is, Jesus is the question man, not the answer man. And we were like, what? what? Okay, okay, this is one of those Hebrew thingies that's real... Flipped around backwards. Of course, Jesus has all the answers. Any answer that God chooses to give Jesus, he's got it. Jesus could see into people's hearts. He could know what they were thinking. God allowed him to do many things that you and I can't do. Perceive people were talking or thinking a certain way. Now that's miraculous. However, turn to Luke chapter 2. Just Three chapters before where we just were. Chapter 2, verse 41. I want to teach you something that's really interesting in Judaism. Because we're still talking about Judaism 101. Questions in a Jewish context are always the answer. Questions are the answers. And I'll give you uh, some homework. Go find a Jewish person who's got a good sense of humor and go ask that Jewish person, hey, why do Jews always answer questions with other questions? You know what they're going to tell you? Why not? Why not? I mean, it's hilarious. This is what they do. Um, Jesus was no less of a Jew than any other Jew in the Bible. In fact, Jesus is the quintessential Jew. So should we expect Jesus to answer questions with other questions? If that's the way the Jews do it, then Jesus should do that. Chapter 2, verse 41. Now, uh, this is funny. This is the first home alone ever. This is long before Macaulay Culkin. Now, his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up according to the custom. And when the feast was ended, as they were returning, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents did not know it. But supposing him to be in the group, they went a day's journey. But then they began to search for him among their relatives and acquaintances. And when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem searching for him. After three days, they lost their 12-year-old for a total of four days. They have not seen Jesus. Oh my goodness. After three days... They found him, I want you to listen to the next three things. In the temple, sitting among the teachers, sorry, four things, listening to them and asking them questions. Okay, after four days, where'd they find Jesus? In the temple. Well, where was he? Sitting with the teachers. What was he doing? 
he was listening to them, listening to, uh, what does it say? Listening to them and asking them questions. Now read the next verse and tell me that that isn't Jewish. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. Er, wait a minute, hang on. It never actually said that he answered their questions. It just said he listened to them and then asked them questions. And the next verse is, and they were amazed at his understanding and his answers. The only thing we can conclude is that his answers were his questions he was asking. Now, let me give you an example of how powerful and how awesome this is. If you're a disciple then and you're following a rabbi, that rabbi will ask you many questions how ought you to answer if you know the answer? With another question. Now, this is the way it worked in Jewish education. If you were good, you could answer not only in a question, but your question would take the subject matter to the next level. Okay? If you were really good. Jesus was really good. Okay? This is really cool. It, it kind of worked like this. Let's say I'm your rabbi, you're my, you're my disciples, you're my Talmudim. And I say, all right, we've been studying math for a while. What's the square root? Or I'm sorry, what is, um, what is four times three? Somebody says 12. And you're like, you're a goy. They didn't even answer the question. So somebody else says, come on, what's four times three? Now answer like a Jew. What is 24 divided by two? What is 12? What's a dozen? What's how many eggs I buy in the store? You see what all those show. Wow, not only did I know the answer, but the way I asked it took it to the next level. He's like, what's 24 divided by two? Oh yeah, what's the square root of 144? Ah, bam, right? That guy's even, wow, square roots. Oh my gosh, right? That's, that's answering questions with questions. Jesus did this all the time. And I want to show you something. Once you know that you answer a question with a question and that your, your answer is actually the question, but if you're good, you take it to the next level. Turn to Luke chapter 20. This is so, so cool to me. It's one of my favorite places in the whole New Testament. Well, I'm going to say that all a lot. So it's going to kind of be boring. It's like, you said that about the last one. I know you can't have that many favorites. It's like, my best friend. You want to meet my five best friends? You can't really have five best friends, can you? Okay. One day, chapter 20, verse 1, Jesus was teaching the people in the temple and preaching the gospel. The chief priests and the scribes, and I want you to make note of the word scribe, and, and you can actually scribble through that word scribe if you'd like to. You don't have to. You could underline it. You can circle it. But the word scribe makes you and I think of a little guy that followed the rabbi around and wrote down what he said. That's not what a scribe was. A scribe, you know what the best word for scribe is in the New Testament? And I wish they would do it this way. A scribe is a Torah teacher. These are Good. These are experts in the Torah and they're called scribes. Okay. So the chief priests and the scribes, these are the Torah teachers, with the elders. <laughs> this is a motley crew here. This is like a beefy crew coming up going, hey, we're getting ready. We got the brute squad here and we're going to question Jesus on what the heck he's been doing because we don't like it. 
All right? So, and they said to him, Tell us by what authority you do these things. And who is it that gave you this authority? Let's say I said, look it. Einstein, <laughs> that guy's a joke. <laughs> General theory of relativity, give me a break. That's kindergarten stuff. Somebody hopefully would go, <clears throat> excuse me, Mr. Dean? Yeah. Um, what right do you have to say that Einstein is a joke? Where did you go to school? How many degrees do you have? What's your study? Well, I'm a, I'm a plumber, and uh, I've read some books. You just laugh at me then and say, well, then go home because you have no right, okay? This is what they're doing to Jesus. Jesus is teaching all this stuff, and they're like, wait, hang on. Who gave you this? And the word is... Smicha. The word is smicha. Say smicha. That's a great word. Smicha. Smicha means authority to teach my own interpretation of what the scripture says. See, no rabbi was allowed to do that. Only about 70 rabbis in the entire history of the Jewish people ever had this. Rabbi Akiva was one of them, and he got it at about age 70. Jesus is how old? He's 30. And he has a quadruple PhD from MIT, Harvard, Yale, and Oxford. And they're like, excuse me? Where did you get your smicha? And, and what gives you, what does they say to him? Um, Tell us by what smicha you do these things and who gave you the, this smicha. In other words, I want your credentials. What school did you go to? Who was your professor? What's the degree that you have? Do you have your PhD? If not, then shut up and we don't want to hear anymore. This is what these guys were saying. Jesus is so awesome. When people say, Jesus is the greatest teacher ever, man. I think they, they read stories and they're kind of like, oh, that was really neat. When you realize, no, Jesus really was the greatest teacher ever, it's a story like this that's going to blow your mind. So Jesus answered them. Check it out. I also will ask you a question. Now tell me, was the baptism of John from heaven or from man? Now look at that word heaven. That word heaven is wrong. Why didn't the Bible ask me to <laughs> interpret it? It should be a capital H-E-A-V-E-N because it's not a place, it's a name. The Jews avoided saying Yahweh, God bless. They avoided saying God's covenant name. So they used other names instead of his name. They called him El Shaddai, Almighty, they called him Hashem, the name. They called him Adonai, Lord, Master. They called him Shmaim, Heaven. Mark talks about the kingdom of God, but Matthew talks about the kingdom of Heaven. Heaven is God. It was an evasive pronoun for God because the Jews didn't like to say, wouldn't say God's ineffable name. The Tetragrammaton, yud He vav He. they wouldn't say it because they didn't want to take God's name in vain. So 
they came up with words like this. So Jesus says, whoa, 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 wait a minute. I'll answer your question. John's baptism, was it from God or was it from men? I love it. That's his answer. Oh, but wait a minute. That's not just how he responded. That's the answer to their question. What was their question? Remember. Where did you get your smicha? And by what authority? By what authority and who gave you the authority? We want to know where and who right now. And Jesus says, well, let me ask you a question. Now, if you're not Jewish, you, this goes zinging right past you. Jesus gives them their answer. What's the answer to their question? It's not. It's before that. There it is. Say it again one more time. John's baptism. That's the answer. Is it, wait, 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 what? John's baptism. Look at what they say. They discussed it with one another and they say, well, if we say from God or heaven, he'll say, and here's how I know heaven is not a place, it's a person. Look at what they say. If we say from heaven, he will say to us, why did you not believe him? God or John, but why didn't you believe God if it's from God? And if we say from man, all the people will stone us to death for they're convinced that John was a prophet. So they answered, you ready for this? That they did not know where it came from. And Jesus said, okay, I'm taking my ball and I'm going home. I'm not going to answer your question then either. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? He's like, I'm not playing then. If you're not going to answer my question, I'm not playing. He took his ball and he went home. Now, this is really cool because Jesus did give them the answer. They didn't know it. Who gave you this authority? John did. Where? At his baptism. What you don't know is that smicha, the reason only 70 people in the whole world ever got it, is because in order to get smicha, you had to be declared in public by two different rabbis that laid hands on you and said, this man is worthy to tell you what this really means. Big, huge, huge honor that only a handful of people ever got. Where'd you get this smicha? Who gave it to you? And Jesus says, John's baptism, was it from heaven or was it from men? He just, in that question, answered it. John's baptism is where I got it. Who's the first rabbi? John. We know John was a rabbi because he had disciples. We know that John was sent from God because he was a prophet. You know his father Zechariah named him Yohanan, John, because he was supposed to clear the way for the Lord. So we know John's the first rabbi, but we're missing another rabbi. We need another rabbi who declared publicly, hey, everybody, listen to this guy. He knows what he's doing. Who's the only other rabbi that was there at John's baptism that could have thundered that declaration? God. God's the other rabbi. Remember how the heavens opened up and God said, this is my beloved son. Listen to him. Now, does God have hands? No, he's spiritual. But is that an anointing? Is that a, is that a laying on of hands? If there ever was a laying on of hands, and actually the spirit does come and land on Jesus. Two rabbis, John and God. Y'all don't realize. Nobody fell out of their chairs and that's okay, but you and me follow the only rabbi in the world 
to have received his smicha directly from God himself. That is so cool. That's our rabbi. He's awesome. Oh, you don't want to answer my question? Take my ball, I'm going home. Bye-bye. And it's like, you're acting like a little kid. Mm -hmm, that's the way we do it. If you don't want to answer my question, I'm answering yours. I love it. That's Jewish. Ah, oh, so cool. All right, I don't want your heads to explode. So we will be done with notes and stories for today. God bless you. <laughs>